0: the outlet The Talk of Wanaka
1: It's a very diverse field and I think that uh, history has shown that that our tournament has been uh, its strength is its diversity you know there are some tournaments around the world where you look at the starting field and you think well there's three or four players there are likely to win it i think in our event you can look at this you know minimum 20 30 players that are likely to win it i do think that our strength this year is very homegrown i think that uh, having steve elker come back play on a court that's going to demand accuracy doesn't demand enormous length is going to play nicely into steve's hands
0: welcome to the outlet I'm your host, Brent Harbour. In this podcast, I talk to Tournament Director of the New Zealand Open, Michael Gladding. We talk about Michael's earliest experiences with the Open, his scouting for international talent, to highlighting this year's standout players. Michael offers insights into managing such a prestigious tournament that brings in international spectators and local golfers from around the district. Local Voices. Local Info. The Outlet. The talk of Wanaka. Let's have a look at what's on in Wanaka, brought to you by Lickerland Three Parks, their for your next event with unreal deals. The Wanaka A&P Show is one of New Zealand's largest agricultural and community events. It's on the 8th and 9th of March. The Wanaka Showgrounds in Pembroke Park come alive with fun for everyone, including equestrian, livestock, and home industry events, to family friendly favourites like rides, food trucks, and the highly entertaining Jack Russell race. All the info is on the Wanaka A&P Show button on your Wanaka app. Michael Gladding is the tournament director of New Zealand's prestigious New Zealand Open. Michael chats about his earliest experiences with the Open and offers insights into putting on such a large sporting event, from scouting for international talent to making sure players, celebrity guests and local spectators have a great time. Hi Michael, welcome to the Outlet Podcast. Hey, hey Brett, good to be here. What are your earliest memories of the New Zealand Open?
1: Well, I'm pretty old, so my memories are from actually caddying in it. I caddied in it back when I was uh, a long-haired youth, Um, believe it or not I was one of those ones, and caddied for Bob Charles when he won at uh, Manawatu in the early 70s. I guess my memories of it are a bit longer in as much as my dad played in it and won it uh, you know, after the war. But fortunately, I wasn't alive after the war. Well, I was alive after the war, but not straight after the war. <laughs> um, but I guess it's, it was in the family for literally for generations, and uh, in, in a funny old way, it remains in that way.
0: I was just thinking about this when that question came up, because we used to live right next to the Titarangi golf course where they had the Air New Zealand shell open. So as a kid, I was the same. We're over there helping out where we could, caddying, getting golf balls, watching it. So uh, we've just got an amazing heritage of golf in New Zealand, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we sure do. I mean, when I was young, there were five or six professional tournaments. And of course, the the world of professional golf was very different in those days where the big events in other parts of the world shut down for two or three years. They literally had an off-season. And, and our summers used to fill in those off seasons so we used to get a lot of very very good players come down and play in tournaments so you're right it was, uh, it's was there been a long history of great great tournament golf in New Zealand
0: Now this is the second year the New Zealand Open has been held solely at Millbrook Resort so how much do you value their support Michael?
1: Oh, it's been amazing really I mean uh, our, our initial support came from Michael Hill the Hills uh, were incredibly supportive of, of us and the Hill family and supported us fiscally and every other way for a few years and then The Ishii family took that over and since then have been also incredible supporters, both fiscally and in every other way. And in many respects, the marriage is probably even better in as much as there's accommodation here as well as a thriving golf facility. So, and, you know, let's not forget we all, which we do tend to forget so quickly that, you know, the, the COVID years were terrible years. Albert Millbrook, we were able to keep the team, most of the team together, and survive that period. We even ran a domestic, uh, we used to call it the, uh, well, we did call it the Not New Zealand Open, Open, but we ran an event during COVID where we could only have 50 guests, I think it was. It, uh, it seems like eons ago, but it actually wasn't, so... All that to say is that uh, the support we've had from Millbrook uh, through that period has been amazing.
0: Now, I understand you spend uh, quite a few weeks each year going overseas to tournaments to tap shoulders of new talent. So how easy or hard is that,
1: Michael? In a sense, it's easy. I guess the first part, the travel part is harder. Uh, you know, as anyone that does travel these days or will know that uh, travelling is not the, quite the joy it used to be. To answer your question in terms of getting people to come here, You know, the strength of the tournament is Queenstown. I mean, Queenstown is such a great calling card and it's not my suave salesmanship that brings players here. It's the beauty uh, of Queenstown and the locale and just the atmosphere. And, you know, I'm an Aucklander and even I just, you know, I I love it every single time I come to Queenstown. There's something special about the place, uh, not only the air, the people the views and and the quality of the golf of course so it's a, you know it really is a package which is which is not genuinely not a hard sell.
0: So you do have a great lineup this year and it's a big lineup too so for you who are the ones to watch?
1: Well you know you're right it's 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 a very diverse field and I think that uh, history has shown that, that our tournament has been uh, its strength is its diversity you know there are some tournaments around the world where you Look at the starting field, and you think, well, there's three or four players there who are likely to win it. I think in our event, you can look at this, you know, minimum 20, 30 players that are likely to win it. I do think that our strength this year is very homegrown. I think that uh, having Steve Elker come back, play on a court that's going to demand accuracy, doesn't demand enormous length, is going to play nicely into Steve's hands. Steve actually. Stardock playing really well here last year, but then got a really bad flu, which uh, we sort of kept fairly quiet. But Steve was pretty unwell in the last week of the last part of that tournament. But uh, yeah, all that to say is that I think I think with Steve Elko, with Dan Hillier, with obviously Kazuma Kabori, with his ongoing wins in Australia, I think the the, the domestic field is extremely strong. And then internationally, we've got players out of Asia, uh, a couple of that we've profiled Jazz Jana Watananond and uh, Taichi Ko. Out of Japan, also we've got a really strong field. The professional golf scene in Japan has changed quite dramatically. A lot of really good young players coming through. We've got a young boy Seguera who's only uh, twenty-two years old, just turned professional. Uh, won a major event in, J- in Japan last year, beating beating the likes of Matsuyama and Brooks Kepka down the stretch. So there's some really, really good. The challenge we face, I guess, is a lot of locals don't know these names. These are names which, unless you do what I do for a living, where you actually, you know, read every tournament every week and see who's who's who in the zoo, you don't necessarily know. And and what often happens is after the tournament, some of these players really break through on the world stage. We had that with a couple of years ago, Tom Kim, who's, uh, you know, reached number 11 in the world, and I think he's still sitting at about 19 or 18. And players like him and others, Sung jae who's a Korean, who's been top 20, 30 in America for the last few years, so... We do, uh, I guess it's in the sense for, for locals, it's tough to know who to watch. And look, at the end of the day, you never know in this game of golf, who's going to really break through in, into uh, into the next big thing. I mean, out of Australia, we've got a couple of young players as well who I really like the look of. David Michaluzzi, who's one in particular, I think, is, uh, is, is on his way to, to really big things. So, yeah, again, very strong and very diverse field. From all parts really yeah it's really good
0: so is the goal to have the open stay in Queenstown Michael?
1: yeah very much that's what we'd absolutely like to do Millbrook uh, support is very much ongoing um, we have we have an agreement in place already uh, which will take us through for the next few years anyway our challenge every year is to keep raising money and uh, that's what uh, that's part of what we do um, but so far touchwood we've been successful at that as long as we can make the thing pay. We do know we have the ongoing support of of Millbrook. Uh, Golf New Zealand seem very happy with what we're delivering. We do deliver the event effectively on their behalf. It's very much a a goal to keep it here. This is, as I said to you earlier, it's an enormous strength, just the... The calling card that Queenstown represents is huge, and uh, and long may that last.
0: Now I've worked on smallish events, but it's quite a logistical challenge to put on an event of this size and calibre. So tell me a bit about the people that help you put this together.
1: Well, we've got uh, again the uh, I guess a circular question in the sense I keep talking about Millbrook support because with Milbrook support. We decided at the end of last year that we really need to need to invest more in people. And we have got some fantastic people. I think Ben Larson, who's our head of operations, who came on board fairly late last year. And we saw in the short time he worked with us uh, what a difference he would make. Uh, Mel Gimlet, who's, who's worked with me really since day one. Where this is our um, our 11th event that we've been involved with together. And Mel is just an expert in so many fields right across, the, across from everything from hospitality through to the uh, operations side of it. So between Mel and Ben, we've got a very very strong team, and it flows from there. And I think that um, you know, right from Lauren who does that design work to Mike Hannett, who does our marketing. I mean, these people, I think, you know, if they left tomorrow, I don't know what I'd do because they they're very very good at what they do. I think the overall package uh, will will show that.
0: So what do the ambassadors and the celebrities that come to the event? What do they add to it,
1: Michael? I guess they add a different dimension there, Brent. They're obviously the core thing is about who holds the trophy at the end of the end of the uh, end of on uh, Sunday evening. But, you know, I think adding people like Ash Barty and Ricky Ponting and Steve Fleming and Jeff Wilson uh, and Izzy Dagg and all those people, they add a bit more entertainment. I mean, at the end of the day, we are putting on an entertaining event. So we're not just, we are not just—we are putting on a National Open Championship, which uh, attracts world ranking points and all those things. But we've always said this is far more than just a golf tournament. And, uh, and I think that, that uh, the ambassadors that we have add to that. Um, and they interact with both the fellow competitors and hopefully with crowd and television and all the things that uh, you know that make up what we what we produce.
0: We'll get back to my chat with Michael Gladding, tournament director of the New Zealand Open, shortly. We'll talk about what people are going to see that is new and different this year. But first, thanks to New World Three Parks for when it's your job to do the grocery shopping. Here are a couple of jobs listed on the Wanaka app, current as of Feb 29. Yellow are looking for day drivers. Now the hours is 7am till 4pm. They say no day is ever the same at Yellow. It could be taxi driving, airport transfers, wedding event bus driving and more. And Subway are currently seeking enthusiastic and customer focused individuals to join their team. Now they have two locations, one on the lakefront and their mobile location on Ballantyne Road. They're looking for individuals who are friendly, energetic, and can thrive in the fast-paced environment. For these jobs and more, click on the Jobs button on the navigation bar of your Wanaka app. Now it's back to my chat with Michael Gladding, Tournament Director of the New Zealand Open. So what are people going to see that's new and different this year?
1: I suppose for some, the, the differences will appear subtle rather than major, but I think our signage continues to get better. The new, like well, we call it new, but it's been open nearly three years. Uh, nine holes at Millbrook, I think, are, are absolutely glorious. If we get some fine weather, which uh, hopefully we will, the television pictures, I think, are going to look great. And then around about the 18th hole, we've really focused on, and we love, you know, we obviously we all watch tournaments from around the world, and we see the sort of amphitheaters that are being developed in some parts of the world. And I think we're a long way towards developing something like that here at the 18th hole. So I think you're going to have a, a great spectacle, uh, hopefully both on television there when you're here in person.
0: Now I know you've got to get through this tournament, but what are you
1: looking at for the next 10 years for the event? For 10 years? You know, I don't. I won't last that long, right Do me a favour. Um, <laughs> give me 10 minutes. <laughs> Uh, You'll be fine. (laughs) I mean, it's a good question. Um, We we try and grow. We try and improve it year on year. But obviously, if you've been, this is our eleventh time that we've run this event, and obviously, you can't just keep growing for the sake of growth. I mean, I think there will come a point where where our growth factor will probably flatten out a little. But I think you can always do things better. I don't think you ever get to the end of an, any exercise in any job you do and say, well, that was perfection. I, you know, we, we, until we achieve perfection, we'll keep, I think, doing the small things better. Um, last year, we made a list, and the list was surprisingly long of how many things we felt that we could have, could have improved upon. We have revisited that list and hopefully addressed uh, as many of those as we can. So, you know, our growth is, when we first started this tournament, the prize money was 450000 this year, it's a two million dollar purse. Um, that's a substantial growth uh, in that period of time. It will continue to grow, but but not grow at that same rate. I, you know, I, we don't aspire to, to produce a five million dollar event. I think that's uh, unsustainable in New Zealand. What we've tried to do is pr- to produce an event that is sustainable fiscally. And whilst we have that backing of Millbrook, we're not going to uh, go crazy and, and, and run the place broke. So you know, we've kind of it, it, it's about managing growth, um, keeping it fiscally s- uh, sound. And, and, I, you know, we will certainly, I would say, the prize money will continue to grow, but only grow at, at, at smaller increments. Um, our goal is still to move to three courses, and we'd like to do that. I think that uh, as a pro-am event, uh, the three courses gives the amateur an even better experience, arguably not quite as good for the pros. They've got to go and practice on three courses and attend two. So that makes it a little tougher for them. But that's certainly in our growth plan. Uh, and we think when we do that, that allows us to have a few more competitors, allows us to just, again, turn the knobs up a little bit. So to do that, we've got to generate a bit more revenue. And, uh, well, you know, that's something obviously we're looking at. for. But, you know, if, if we can do it, um, that's... That's the immediate growth plan.
0: Yeah, keeping it sustainable—that's the key, right? So it's uh, it's always around.
1: Well, I think that's right. If you look at that Tiger Woods Open, you know that when Tiger came to uh, came to play, I know that it was lauded as a great success. But of course, the event, you know, then virtually almost came to a halt after that because there were you know seven figure losses, um, and no one can sustain that. So you're right, Brent. So every year we hope that a
0: Kiwi golfer wins the cup. Who would be your best pick for
1: this year? Now that Ryan Fox isn't in the mix, my own personal one is probably—I think it's one of two. Uh, wow, well, I'll hedge my bets because—and i would all have three Kiwis. I think that I think Steve Elk has got a really good chance here because of the uh, the rough is very long and keeping it straight is going to be is going to be crucial this week. Uh, ben Campbell knows this course like the back of his hand. Twice, he's run second, and he's probably due to win it, and I think he's a really big chance. And Dan Hillier has just now become a world-class player. So I think if you take those three Kiwis, if I was going rushing down to the TAB, which I'm not allowed to do, um, I'd be putting a a few dollars on those three.
0: (laughs) Of course. Don't get caught at the TAB, Michael. (laughs) Now, if people want to find out some more information online, where's the best place to go?
1: Just to our website, uh, nzopen.com. Michael does our marketing, does a great job of keeping it right up to speed. He's just putting in a spectator's guide right now both for those viewers on television and those viewers that come here. So, yeah, we think the website's pretty good. Um, we, there is an app you can download as well, uh, NZ Open that Well, all
0: the very best for the tournament, and uh, I look forward to chatting to you again, Michael. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Happy to do that. On Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, The Outlet. The Talk of Wanaka. Thanks for listening to The Outlet, your local interview and information podcast for Wanaka. If you have a story or an interview you think should be featured on the Outlet podcast, just get in touch by using the contact button on the navigation bar of your Wanaka app. The Outlet is produced and published by the Wanaka app and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. All episodes of the Outlet are available in the podcast section of your Wanaka app and wherever you get your podcasts.